Hello everybody and welcome to episode 6 of the Digital Marketing Punkcast. You may remember that last time I had Ben Furphy on the show talking about WordPress, our conversation went on for a considerable amount of time so I thought rather than let you listen to a two hour epic uh, of me and Ben talking, I thought I'd split it down into two episodes um, and let you listen to part two this time instead. Apologies for the delay of this podcast coming out. Uh, unfortunately I have been busy but this is a long one as well it's around about 40 minutes long so I hope you enjoy part two of my conversation with Ben Furphy all about WordPress websites Yeah, and there is, I mean, there is limited functionality in WordPress to be able to hook in certain, a certain amount. But obviously, we've already discussed of the downsides of that in terms of then we're talking about speed and we're talking about all these different add-ons and things and plugins that you can get. There is a certain amount of, of functionality I'd, that you can get out I'm of WordPress. I'm not sure I'd agree. I mean, technically, you could do pretty much anything in WordPress. You know, mm. anything that you can do in another modern content management system you know part of the problem and i'll go into more detail later but is that wordpress is powered by very very old code yeah there is code from 15 years ago that still defines the core of wordpress and we've learned a lot in 15 years yes and part of that is that causes problems it's even down to the way you write the code i know it sounds silly but um functions so the the pieces of code that encapsulate a function of wordpress mm -hmm. the names of those functions are written with underscores in the, the php community which is what wordpress is written in it's written in php mm -hmm. um have long moved on from using that writing standard yes. uh to you know, so I think that's called snake case. Don't quote me on that. I think it's called <laughs> snake case. They now use something called camel case, right. um, which is basically instead of having the underscore function underscore name, mm -hmm. they have it, the function name yeah. and the second and third words and so on yeah. are all capitalized. Mm -hmm. Anyway, it's all semantics. Essentially, what, yeah. yeah. Essentially, what you're saying is the code is antiquated. You know, it's not. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's very, very antiquated, and because of that, you typically find that the the more professional developers are having to bounce between different standards and different ways of writing things, and that has a uh, is it cognitive deficit? I think is the the term, mm. um, and that impacts on your ability to get more work done. So the point being that you can do it with WordPress, but to quote you know, um, the uh, ever-intelligent Dr. Ian, uh, is it McKellen? Yes. In Jurassic Park? Yeah. Uh, your scientists were so uh, focused on whether or not they could yes. or not. Uh, they never stopped to ask whether they yeah. should. And quite often that's typically what, you know, <laughs> sort of putting functionality into WordPress is typically that. Because the other part of the problem is that there's a lot of security holes within mm -hmm. um, WordPress. A lot of those new ways of doing things have inbuilt security. And you can add that security onto WordPress uh, and how WordPress hooks into things, but it's additional work that you yes. you shouldn't need yeah, to do. Yeah, ex so. exactly. So you say, you're saying that... You... <laughs> It's, it's built on antiquated code. I'm, I'm going to circle back around to this point in a second. It's built on antiquated code. It does have security vulnerabilities. And this, this is a question I was going to come on to about, you know, developers and their relationship with, with WordPress. And, um, you know, it, it seems to be the popular choice. That doesn't mean the developer has chosen to pick WordPress. And I can, I know this from experience in agencies myself that nine times out of 10, it's not the developer's choice to work on WordPress. It's usually someone higher up than that. And it goes with any chosen CMS platform. Yeah. So, and I think, go on. Sorry. Um, I was just going to say, I mean, I think this is, this actually comes down to a matter of semantics at times because okay. quite often what I've found is that you'll have somebody come to you and say, Oh, I really want a WordPress website. 
I'm saying mm. WordPress with lowercase p. The reason why about is I'll come back to this in a second. But anyway, just to give you a quick insight, there's a whole thing about um, in WordPress that it will uppercase the p for you. Uh, the function is yes. called um, what's it called? Uppercase p dynamic. Um, because it's part of their brand. But anyway, yes. the, the point of what I was talking about is that WordPress, to some extent, because of its dominance in the market and because of its um, persuasiveness within the 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 sort of web sector uh, yeah. and people's interactions, lay people's interactions with the web, um, it's sort of become a genericized trademark in the same way that mm. you hoover your floor. Or yes. you know, Americans spackle their um, mm-hmm. their walls when they've got hosts. It'd be you'd polyfill your walls over here. Um, yes. It's become a, a genericized term. So quite often when people are saying, I want a WordPress website, they're not actually saying, I want a WordPress website. They're saying, I want a way mm-hmm. to edit my website. And I think yes. that's miscommunicated at times down the line from either the salesperson or, you know, from other people. Um, or because people just never ask. They just assume, oh, they want a WordPress website. Oh, we'll give you a WordPress website. Yeah. Um, and I think that's, a, that's a big part of the problem. Yeah, it does happen. And um, you're absolutely right. It, 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 never, it never boils down to, I want my website to do X, Y, and Z. It's a case of, well, they've asked for this. Let's give them this. Um, and, you know, you, you just said, you know, in your and this might be in your personal opinion but i i know that it's shared amongst other developers as well the code is antiquated you know they do do updates but they are they're bolt-on updates or security updates and whatever security vulnerabilities are massive not just because there's lots of holes in wordpress but because because it does take up 29 percent of whatever the the um you, you know the the space of of the web you know it, there's a lot of opportunity there for those that wish to um take those opportunities um so is this in your personal opinion not is there not an opportunity coming around here is there not a, a, a change in the tide somewhere where suddenly people will turn around one day and say why are we using WordPress? Why are we using this code which is antiquated and which has security vulnerabilities? Why aren't we using this this system, X, Y, or Z system, to be able to build our build our websites on? Because you know the the world of the internet is changing. We we talk about um, I know this from Google I/O this year. You know we talk about more about progressive web apps and you know Starbucks is now basically just a, a web app and you can order things from straight straight from the site and it's not a website per se anymore in the traditional sense of pages and content and text or, or anything like that is there not going to be a come a day where people are going to turn around if the platform ever reveals itself and say why are we using wordpress why do we not use this so to, to follow back to one of the first points you made um you said that wordpress isn't secure um mm. i've been told off about this many many times by people who i respect very much um wordpress core the bit of wordpress that you download um from wordpress.org is incredibly secure i it's really real and the, the jobs that the teams do are phenomenal now they're overstretched and they sometimes don't have the resources that they need to and this this came to light last week um when a php security researcher was getting really 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 annoyed with um wordpress uh, and when I say WordPress in this instance, I'm talking about the um, the community uh, that oversees its development. <coughs> Sorry, pardon me. Um, they were getting really annoyed with them because they told them about um, a security issue that would allow anybody who had a user account, so a login for a WordPress website, above what's known as an author, which is a really, really low it's not the lowest, but it's a low uh, level account who should only be able to write a blog post. They might not even be able to publish it. They might just be able to save it as a draft while someone with a higher level of clearance. In fact, it's like a bit like security clearance levels. Um, you know, that person and up can delete key files by making some very, very convoluted changes to the browser. To, to do it so it's not going to be the type of thing that's going to happen 
accidentally, you know, marrying accounts is not going to delete the config file by accident. You know, it's just not going to happen. Um, but it could be used by people with less um, altruistic or, you know, um, sort of less technical knowledge uh, to do things that you really don't want them to do. Like delete, there's a file called wp-config that, as the name suggests, contains all of the WordPress config information. So your database name, your database password, your database, all these different bits and pieces. You can delete it. Gone. If you haven't saved that, you're screwed. You are screwed because you can't get that back. Once something gets deleted off a server, typically that's it. It's gone. Um, and that was one of the reasons why. And so the point that I'm making there is that although they are very good, they're also very stretched. Um, the actual weakness with WordPress actually comes from its reliance on plugins. Now, a lot of people say that the plugin um, market is its strength. Um, I would not say that that is the case because modern content management systems, um, content management systems like Craft, uh, Statomic, Perch, um, Grav, uh, October, I'm trying to think of some other ones. They, they all have plugin or add-on. Uh, they all have different names, but they all have um, these a, a capability to add in additional functions that you haven't had to write yourself. And they're self-contained. You can write them yourself. You can, you know, if you've got the ability to, but you can also just plug them in, which is why they're called plugins. Um, and that's really where the weakness happens because WordPress is so antiquated. A lot of these newer content management systems have really thought about um, security issues from the ground up. And so they have these protections in place to ensure that you're not writing functions that access the database in a potentially dangerous way that could give people who shouldn't have access access to things. Now, a lot of these lessons have been actually learnt by WordPress. And WordPress's security teams are ultimately responsible for a hell of a lot of best practice knowledge. But the problem is they can't go back and just change how these work because it would break things. And WordPress has this this honorable um, thing that, like American Special Forces, they don't leave anybody behind. You know? So the idea is that, you know, it doesn't matter whether, you know, you're running WordPress 2.9, which you really shouldn't be. You shouldn't be running anything before 4, even then it should be 4.9.6, the latest version. Um, now, you know, the idea is that they should be able to still use it, it should still run, it should all, yeah, and that's a really admirable thing. But in practice, it means that you end up with a situation where you've got really antiquated technology being ran uh, and having to be supported. Um, you know, the, the minimum version of the software that has to be on a server that allows WordPress to run. So it's effectively, um, Windows for WordPress um, to run on is 5.2.4, which don't quote me, but I think that had software has a, a concept called end of support and end of life. End of support is when basically the company or the organization behind it go, whoop, that's it. No more support. If there's a big security bug that comes out, eh, we'll fix it, but no, no more new features for it. End of life is... If you're stupid enough to be still using this, it's on you. Um, now, PH, even if there's a big security app, so PHP 5.4 end of life, I think. I'm not going to search for it right now because you'll hear me tapping on the keyboard. Um, was about four or five years ago. Which, bearing in mind that this is software and these are secure things that people are running on, is incredible. Now, to be fair, a lot of hosting companies have upgraded to the latest version, which is PHP 7, because it's a lot faster and it uses a lot less resources than what, you know, PHP 5X used. Um, so really, the only reason why they did it is because it was a financial benefit for them to do it. Um, but, you know, you can still use these older versions if you really wanted to, and it, it, it's a security risk. That's, that's a big part of the problem. 
Um, but like I said, the real risk is in plugins. Um, plugins that have not been coded properly or themes that have not been coded properly, things that are not escaped, things that are not, you know, and it's very easy to do. I, I make these mistakes all the time. You know, when I push code up to the server, it goes through a, a really complicated process. It has to be checked by other developers. It then has to go through a change of via uh, change assessment board, uh, which is basically a panel of developers and business, um, stakeholders who go, what is this change? What impact is it going to have? Why are we doing it? Okay. Do we accept it? Yes, we accept it. It then goes through another round of testing, having already been tested once to make sure it's not breaking anything and things still get through. Because that's the nature of code, it's complicated. You know, as I once joked with somebody, I said, it's like, people go, oh, you're a bit like plumbers, aren't you? Well, no, we're like plumbers who have to create the pipe that they're using to, you know, sort of fix a leak by manipulating the atoms of the plastic to get it to be exactly how, you know, it, it's just, it's, yeah, it, it's a lot more complicated than it seems. And things slip through, you know, there was a security bug that got fixed very recently in our website where, um, if you went to a particular page and you linked to that page because you should not have been accessing that page, and it wasn't something that was done by me, it was my predecessor that did it, not to pass blame or anything, but um, I'll, I'll quite happily put my hands up and say that I've screwed up countless times. Um, and, you know, it, basically if you went to that website and then you linked back, it actually sent you back to the website that you'd been linked to from, which is a really dangerous thing because if somebody had realized that and had ended up, um, you know, basically building something that had a very, very similar look, they could have, um, you know, basically made it look like our login, captured the details and then sent them to the actual website. You know, not, not a very, very good thing. But anyway, I mean, that, that's like an example of something that can happen. Now, if you think about this, you know, a lot of these plugins are being built and a lot of themes, there's no uh, restriction on who can do it. And that's a big part of it is that they really like this thing of anybody can contribute. But the whole anybody can contribute leads to a situation where you've got people who are writing code that maybe isn't quite up to scratch. And because everyone's volunteers in the WordPress community, apart from it gets really complicated. Some of the big customers and users of WordPress uh, contribute back. So they're paid to, you know, sort of spend time developing stuff. But a large amount of people are volunteers and a lot of the people who are checking code are volunteers. And so it doesn't necessarily actually pass a lot of security things. And that's where a lot of the weakness is. Now, just to touch on the last two points that I made from that original question, which is, um, you know, we're going to see a move away from WordPress. There's a big change coming out called uh, Gutenberg. And this is stirring up a lot of uh, very pertinent questions and a lot of hatred. Is hatred the right word? Anger. Anger is probably the more appropriate word within the WordPress community of WordPress developers who are actually real developers who know what they're doing. And I don't, I don't say that in an insulting way to people. I just, there are certain people who I wish they call themselves implementers rather than developers because that's what they do. Um, it's a valuable skill. Um, they're effectively junior developers, but without a senior to lead them. Um, they There are people within the community who are extremely well-respected who are now questioning about this change to the editor, um, that are they doing it the right way? You know, this whole um, adherence to backwards compatibility must be maintained at all costs has led them to build this new uh, functionality in a really convoluted, stupid way. Um, and they're now saying, oh, we should really be looking at saying, right, that's it. WordPress 4.9.6 is the last version of WordPress 1. And we're now going on to WordPress 2 and all this kind of thing. That So there is a lot of fracturing within the community. And I did write a quite a long Twitter storm, um, I think back at the beginning of the year, basically questioning whether this would be the end of WordPress. Not in a sense that it's, people would stop using it, but that it would stop being the darling of the, the um, yeah, well, a certain part of the web development world. Um, and then final point about uh, what you brought up was about uh, PWA, so uh, progressive web apps. This is something that really gets on my nerves. Progressive web apps are for applications. If people use them on 
brochure websites, they need taking outside and giving a good slap because I mean, we're, we're interviewing at the moment um, for a, uh, a role. Uh, some of the CVs that we've had through have been people saying, oh yeah, you know, I, 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 you know, I can build websites in React. I was like, well, I don't care because you're not going to use React here. You know, React is uh, an application framework uh, that was built by Facebook to handle problems that Facebook has with scaling its application. You know, it's designed for companies like Netflix and Amazon and, you know, maybe some smaller companies and stuff, but they're not designed for, you know, Joe the Plumber and his website, um, you know, and, or even for us, you know, our, our applications that we sell access to, yeah, great, React's perfect for them, but for a marketing website, no. So, I mean, a, a big part of the problem is that if you're using WordPress to power an application, you need to be taken outside and given a slap. Um, use Laravel or use um, Symfony or Codeigniter or if you sadistic use PHP Falcon. Um, you know, it, all these application frameworks that are designed from the ground up to power applications. That's why they're called application frameworks. Um, but yeah, basically the, the point being that, you know, it, there's, there's a whole world of things that go on outside, um, sort of like that, that type of thing. And so, you know, the, the point being that from a security perspective, the issue is to do with how those plugins and those themes hook into core and the weaknesses be where they join. Gutenberg is driving all kinds of arguments in the, the space about, you know, the direction of WordPress and that could cause a fracturing. And then you got PWAs, which just should not be discussed within the context of a marketing website. So, <laughs> so is, is there an alternative? Let's, you know, let's, I'm not saying WordPress is dying. I think we've got WordPress for, for, for some time yet. Okay. But is, is there an alternative? Is there something which we can consider? This is, and, and I'm talking not for, for PWAs, not for applications of any kind. I'm talking for a, a website building CMS platform, um, for, for, for any, anyone from Joe the plumber who just wants to get his number out there to, you know, everyone up to, you know, up to application level, which is, you know, just someone that requires a certain amount of functionality to be able to have contact forms to plug in stuff like MailChimp to be able to put their Facebook feed on and, uh, and you know is is there a platform which will allow that that amount of functionality um without limiting them um and also be secure and fast and quick and all those things that Google love is there an alternative which is still accessible to almost everybody in terms of just being able to edit their their content on their website yeah so but first point uh if you're concerned about speed and optimization never put a facebook feed on never put a twitter feed on your website believe me when i do performance optimization audits they are the first ones to go because they are such a do you know what that's so weird it's very weird that you mentioned that because that's exactly the conversation. I don't know why I said it myself. It's exactly the conversation that I had with a developer that I worked with last week. And, and that was, he turned around to me and said, there's this Twitter feed, uh, there's this Twitter feed on this website. Um, it's slowing everything down. Um, and I said, we'll remove it. And he couldn't compute that I'd asked for a, a Twitter feed to be removed from the site. I said, let's just throw a link on yeah. to the Twitter feed. Why does the Twitter feed need to be there? That's that's for incoming people getting to the site, not for being on the site and going. I don't want people to yeah, go exactly, off yeah. and go and see yeah. the Twitter feed. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's <laughs> the thought process the from like four or five years ago. Yeah, that's a great idea. And then they're going, mm, actually, it's probably not that good an idea when you think about it. But yeah, yeah. so... Um, that being said, that being said, sorry, I do have an Instagram feed on my website, but that is for a complete, that's just so people can know who I am and see my face. Um, that might not be the best practice in the world, but I took a, a decisive decision to say, sorry, I'm having an Instagram feed on my website. It makes sense in some situations. Yeah. If you're a celebrity, then yeah, absolutely. But an Instagram feed because it's a feedback loop, you know, ultimately yes. you're not going to probably interact with a celebrity via their website. You're not going to go to ariandegrande.com, are you? You're probably going to follow her on Instagram. No. Anyway, complete aside. Um, yeah. <laughs> and no, I don't listen to Ariana Grande. Please. <laughs> uh, it's just, 
I, I was reading something before uh, that just happened to mention her, and she was the first celebrity that came to mind. Um, anyway, so you were saying... Don't make yeah. your excuses. So you, were you want to listen to Ariana Grande, you be hey, proud. There's nothing wrong with it. You know, at the end of the day, it's just not what I choose to listen to. Um, but yeah, so you were saying about alternatives. So in terms of alternatives yes. like Joe the Plumber or Soul Trader or whatever, you know, your job is not web development. You know, no. you hear people wince at like being, I think you were talking to Kaz about, you know, sort of website prices and stuff and uh, people mm-hmm. wincing at the, the idea of having to pay 10,000 pounds. You know, that's the reality of, you know, the absolute minimum I would charge for a CMS based website is 2,500. Um, yeah. Uh, I don't do it anymore, but that's, that's the minimum that I would charge because there's so many mm-hmm. different factors that have to be taken into account that, uh, absolutely but you know so i would say go on a website builder use those yeah. you know just don't worry too much you know you're not competing with um mark from middlesbrough if you're you know sort of pete and peterborough i don't know why that one came to you know but different parts of the country you know, <laughs> you, you're not competing you know at the end of the day people are going to be you know sort of speed isn't everything for that type of market you know, no. you're not massive multi-million pound companies who are like competing with, you know, other massive multi-million pound companies who've all got their own SEO and digital marketing departments and, you know, all yeah. trying to eke out like milliseconds off the thing. <laughs> Use a page builder, do it, get it up. Like Kaz said, spend a couple of hours doing it and just forget about it. Yeah. Because at the yeah. end of the day, it's not crucial to your business. Especially for a plumber, there's that much business out there at the moment. All you really concerned about is are they a cowboy or not? Yeah, um, no, absolutely. So for them, just use a page builder. If you are a sort of looking at a more complicated website, there's a number of content management systems out there. But ultimately, if I'm being absolutely honest, you don't need to worry about it. Just find mm. a digital marketing agency or a developer who you trust can take yeah. your business objectives. Mm-hmm. I want to do this. This is the outcome that I want. Okay. Mm-hmm. Find someone you trust, find someone who yeah. understands what you're looking to do and let them pick whatever they feel comfortable working with. Because Absolutely. It's okay. you don't turn around to your business, uh, your, um, your builder and say, Oh, that's a brand B hammer. You know, why are yeah. you not using brand A? Brand A's yeah. got 50% of the marketplace and the builder turns around and goes, yeah, that's a pile of shit. You hit, you know, thinking you pile yes. of then you have to bleep that out. Um, <laughs> you know what? I, 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 I already forward thought this. This is this uh, this whole po- uh, uh, podcast series has been set as a as an expletive content. Fair enough. <laughs> if I'd known that, anybody who actually knows me knows I swear. I'm a trooper. Um, so to get to know what hour 20 in and not having swore that's that's it's very impressive yeah that's very impressive um but yeah the the point being that you know it's uh why was i going before i swore and threw myself (laughs) Um, about hammers so anyway i'll come back there's another point about hammers in a second um so anyway yeah basically as i was saying um you know you don't tell the builder what tools they should use or whatever you just want them to put something up and now at the end of the day a content management system is a tool Chances are, if you cannot build the website yourself in Squarespace or whatever, you need to hire a professional. Yeah. Don't waste your time mm-hmm. learning how to build websites. You know, yeah. As somebody who I've been doing this for 17 years now, what I learned all those years ago is completely redundant now. Yes. I mean, don't get me wrong. One of the first websites I built is still up and still runs. Mm. It's all built in technology that, you know, if you built that now, people would laugh you out the door and say, <laughs> what are you doing? But it works. Yeah. It, it works. Um, it's functional. It, it's functional. It works. I'm, I'm amazed it looks as good as it does now. I mean, it doesn't look good, but <laughs> for something that's as old as it is, it still looks pretty good. Um, but yeah, the point being that it's, it's not about the, it's not about the tools that are used. It's about people being able to achieve what you need. If you want to get more leads, then ultimately mm-hmm. a website is actually quite a small part of that. You know, you need to understand how your sales works. You need to understand 
at what point yeah. are people actually touching your website and what part of the, it was a, a business um, idea that people have. I think it's HubSpot really sort of pushes this. Um, that it, you have to, t- I know it's not HubSpot, it's infusion stuff, um, that you have to touch a customer five times, not literally physically. I'm pretty sure by the time you said you touch the customer the second time, they're going to go, you're a bloody weirdo, I'm not working with you. Um, but you have to have five contact points with a customer, and that can be your introduction, that can be you know, sort yeah. of following up, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, the point is that nobody makes a sale straight away. You know, your website no. can be touch point and it can be multiple touch yes. points. Um, mm-hmm. But if you don't understand that, you're not going to have an effective website. And at the end of the day, that type of stuff is far more important than, you know, whether you've built the website with WordPress or craft or, you know, whatever. Ultimately, those decisions are sometimes more of an OPEX um, or a CAPEX mm-hmm. question than really a sort of business functional question that they're more financial questions um just purely from the simple perspective of wordpress costs a lot to actually keep safe wordpress costs a lot to update i know that wordpress has this one click update thing but believe me that's like russian roulette you know i mean literally yeah it's like russian roulette um and if you push if you Mm -hmm. press update and it updates your database and you haven't got a backup you're screwed Again, you know, yeah. that's why, yeah. like, you know, if I ever do um, a backup, people always say, well, you know, you charge £50 a month to just update a WordPress mm-hmm. website. You go, yeah, because I have to keep a copy of all the code. I have to download that and mm-hmm. spin that up on a local server that exists on my computer. Mm-hmm. I then have to pull down a copy of the database, install that copy of the database, get that all running then run the update and hey everything's fine okay that's fine then i can then push that change up to the new website or i can then click on update yeah. if i want to do it that way which is not, not which is not a one click process no it's not a one click process um and i mean that's that's where a lot of that cost comes from you know there's additional costs to do with um what are known as uh waf waf website application firewalls okay. um that basically protect you against things like malicious hackers. So, you know, somebody's um, sending a lot of uh, automated um, scripts, so app computer programs at your computer, at your website to try and find vulnerabilities. It'll block the IP. Mm-hmm. If somebody tries to log in and they do not have the correct username and they log in four or five times or try to and they fail, it'll block the IP. Mm-hmm. They have protection against uh, what are known as uh, DDoS attacks. So, you know, like when a website gets taken down because somebody's sending a lot of traffic at it, that's a classic thing that those protect against. I see. Um, Those type of things, again, cost money. Um, You know, you're looking at a minimum £10 uh, £10 a month once you take into account fluctuating interest rates because everything in this industry is paid with four dollars which is the bane of my existence. Um, because it makes it hard to plan, yeah. so you just yeah, you round it up. Um, but yeah, basically all these things, yeah, it, it quickly becomes very expensive. Deployment tools. If you're on a cheap server and I can't SSH in, uh, which just basically means log into the server on the command line. So you know, like those type of hacker programs you see where people are typing commands in. Just a reference back to in. Jurassic Park. There, that guy, yeah, exactly. yeah Samuel L. Jackson. Uh, there would have probably accessed all that computer sort of security stuff through SSH. Really interesting thing is a, a Reddit subreddit. Should have said there's a subreddit <laughs> rather than there was Reddit so, um, called "It's a Unix System," right. and it's basically if you've never heard of Reddit, it's, it describes itself as the front page of the, the internet. Yeah. If you've been on Facebook and you've seen a funny meme or you've seen a funny picture, chances are it came from Reddit. Somebody on Reddit probably made yeah. it. Um, and it basically don't, if you run a business, do not go on Reddit. I'll say that right now. Do not go on Reddit because you will waste so much time. It is an incredible time. Soon. Um, but this subreddit, which is like basically a collection of, uh, sort of a community within the bigger community, yeah. um, it's called it's a Unix system and it's set up because it basically takes the mick out of us dramas and stuff like uh, CSI Miami, where it says, can you zoom in? Can you yes. up the resolution of that? Yeah. Cause it's all crap. It doesn't work like that. 
but it helps but the, it helps the the narrative actually yeah but what's what's really interesting is that Jurassic Park's um demonstration of that computer yes. is actually accurate that's how oh. it works. <laughs> that is actually an incredibly accurate um portrayal of how those systems work and you know anyway that's that's a that's really going, of course. That's the side how... yeah, Sorry, yeah, that was yeah. my bad. No, it's fine, don't worry. Um, but you've learned something new. Yeah. Jurassic Park might have completely got what dinosaurs wrong, looked like wrong, but they got a computer system, right? Um, because they weren't full of yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, so basically the, the, the point being that um, I, I live in that particular sort of writing commands out directly into the computer. And if I can't log in, then I have to pay out for an application that can push stuff up uh, for me um, because I don't just use regular FTP, mm-hmm. uh, which is um, a way of connecting to a server to send files from your computer to the server. Um, so, you know, th- there's all these different costs that come along with, you know, sort of like uh, the content management system that you pick, but ultimately that's a figure that I tell people when I say that's how much it's going to cost if you want, if you have this type of website, it's going to cost you that for me to maintain it. Yeah. Um, and so realistically, you know, sort of touch on that point, unless you're doing it yourself, in which case you use a, a page builder. Yeah. Uh, sorry, no, a page builder. In fact, it's one thing, WordPress page builders, don't, just don't. <laughs> you will cause yourself nightmares to steer clear of them. Um, but if you want to use it, and honestly, they are pretty much doing exactly the same thing that Squarespace, Wix, and that do. Yeah. But Wix and that do it a damn sight better. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can't break those sites as easily. So just stick with those. Yes, they cost money, but you know what? They're worth yeah. it. Um, use the, the, let the developer or let the agency pick the tool that will suit what you need out of your website best. Yes. That's, that's the best piece of advice I can give. Excellent. Fantastic. I suppose uh, I'm going to, I'm going to sort of wrap this up. We've covered a lot. We've covered a lot of ground. Yes. <laughs> um, I think, I think we're both in agreement that at the end of the day, um, you know, if you're going to, if you're looking for that sort of, whether it's brochure or business cards kind of website, then the web, the web based platform is definitely the way to go. Um, if you're looking for anything more in terms of functionality from that, then, and it's, it's a thing that, I'm kind of getting a growing sense and trend of, you know, if you're looking for anything more than that, then this isn't a do-it-yourself sort of deal. You know, you have to, you do have to get an expert in, you do have to get a, a developer, and it is important. And people do keep saying this: it's, it has to be someone that you trust in order for you, for them to actually achieve something. Because if they're just doing it as a part and parcel of, you know, you're not going to get what you want from that. It's, it's going to be a bit of a mess. So. You know, someone that understands and someone you trust is is absolutely key there. Um, yeah, I mean, with, with trust, what I'll add is try to stay clear of these um, places like Fiverr and yeah. Upwork and, you know, the, the million and one Indian outsourcers who will yes. contact you the second you register a domain. Don't go near them. Mm-hmm. Now, that's not to say don't go near Indian developers or some incredibly talented Indian developers mm. out there who really should be paid the same as what Western developers yeah. are. But these places that contact you, they're, they're like contact call centers. Mm. They, they're just there to churn and get as much money out of you. And the amount of times I've had to completely rebuild a website because it was built by an outsourcer yeah. of any, it doesn't really matter what nationality, just they were built by an outsourcer. Mm. Um, and they've had to completely rebuild the whole thing. And they lose it because they're, they're there to basically rip yeah. you off. They're, they're effectively cowboys, yeah. you know, and, and there are cowboys in this country. There are cowboys in America. Mm-hmm. You know, what the point I was going to make was when you start thinking about, okay, a Weebly, a Squarespace, a Wix website is not going to mm. cut it. I need to find someone. Speak to people you know, speak to other business owners, find out who they use, find out who they recommend. Yeah. On top of that, if you don't have that many contacts, go join uh, a chamber of mm. commerce. Many of them have um, free, or not free, um, sometimes they do it for free if you're new or you're thinking about joining um, business networking mm-hmm. sessions. Go to one, speak to other business owners there, ask them who they use. You don't even have to join, but just 
get a recommendation for somebody from a real person who has used that service because you know in the past i'll put my hands up and say i've oversold what i yeah. do and this was like many many mm-hmm. years ago um and i've had to give refunds mm-hmm. to companies i've you know had companies basically say they've never worked with me again it happens yeah. you know you're learning um and at the end of the day you know those type of companies a lot of the time they've been finding me yeah. online these days now like if i work with anybody it's always through recommendation mm-hmm. or referral um because at the end of the day like it means i know i can yeah. trust them because they're being referred by somebody who mm-hmm. i work with but equally they know that they can trust me and because of the fact that you know you're talking about these things that can range anything from i've worked on websites that range from uh well we both used to work at the same yeah. agency that sold um, websites quite frequently for 150 pounds. Yeah. <laughs> I'm shaking my head right now. Because, and to be fair, they, they managed to turn a profit because kudos to them. They spent so much time optimizing the process. Yes. You know, they could literally have a junior who they were paying mm-hmm. a pittance. You know, put these websites together for maybe 50 quid. You know, by the time you'd taken off the you stupid commission that the salesperson had earned. Um, they were still making maybe like one yeah. or two quid. So not, not made profit, but I mean, they were making a profit. But anyway, I digress. Um, you know, you're typically talking about like, you know, working on websites from two and a half thousand up to, I think the most expensive website I've ever worked on. Well, ones that I will admit to have worked on because there's certain industries that I've worked in that will never appear on my CV because they may, and almost any developer of who's been working in the industry as um, long as I have have worked on those websites. Some some that certain people visit every day. Um, not me. I'm not saying sorry. I'm just realizing maybe sound like I go on them every day. I just mean some people going on them every day. Um, but anyway, I, again, digressing. But like you know, sort of from two hundred fifty, like say two and a half thousand through to you know sort of quarter of a million pounds. Um, yeah in terms of like budgets and stuff. And that's not a small amount of cash. No. I mean, especially if you're talking about somebody who runs their own business no. and exactly. they're a sole trader and the cash that is in the business is their own personal cash. Mm-hmm. You know, it's far easier to convince a business who's limited and has a separate bank account and has very clear definitions between the money that belongs to the company and the money that belongs to the owner yeah. to spend two and a half thousand pounds on a website. But when it's, you know, somebody's own earnings, it becomes a lot harder. Um, but, the, irrespective of that, you know, that's still a large amount of money for you to just be spending having Googled someone or, you know, yes. having responded to a, a, a cold email, you know. So it's all about, like you said, it's about trust. It's about contacting people, finding people who've used people. And if you actually can't find someone and you find an agency who you think would be good or a freelancer, contact their referrals. Yeah. Oh, contact the people they say that they've worked mm-hmm. with. You would be shocked at how many people i know who put up fake referrals yeah like case study yeah like fake case studies and all yeah. that kind of stuff it does it's it's like yeah because people just don't bother to check no, no. you know we all know we're supposed to ring five or six different garage door companies <laughs> to get a s quote but you know you sort of hear one you go yeah that's all right i'll go with yeah. that <laughs> i can't no, be bothered absolutely it is absolutely true and it it does happen and that's you know i, I say this i've seen this every week but you know it, it's part of the parcel of why this um a digital market the book sort of came to fruition is that you know we there, there is a an element of uh, the digital sort of um industry being all white and shiny and very very positive uh, but there is an underworld to it and there's a there's a darker side to it and you know there are customers that have been ripped off um you know it's inspired by our our mutual previous employers and uh you know, there is a side to it which uh, is very deceitful and lying and, and things like that. And it's about highlighting that part of that industry. Yeah, and I mean, like like I said, I mean, you know, sometimes people make genuine overestimations of their abilities. Yeah, I've yeah of course. Like I said, I mean, I'll quite happily put my hands on that. Most of the developers who I know have done it at some point mm-hmm. or another. Um, just because... We a lot of the time when we're doing things, even when we're doing stuff that we've done before, we're doing something completely new. We've never done that yes. before, um, so it can be quite difficult 
you know, um, you probably know because of your role within the agency. What was the response if you ask a developer how long is it going to do some take some? They do the um, uh, the classic sort of electrician thing, you know, when you well, I say electrician, but maybe a, more of a plumber thing. You know, you've got a leaky pipe and you ask them how much to quote for it, and they will do that suck through the teeth. <laughs> Could could Ooh. be thirty minutes. Could be thirty days. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, and I mean, I struggle. I struggle to estimate how much time you know things are going to take. I've had things where I've estimated, you know, it's going to take a week, and it's taking me yeah. four hours. I've had things where I've estimated it's going to take me four hours, and it's taking yeah. me three weeks. You know, but that's because the nature of the industry. It's so difficult, and even if you break it down and you, you follow these methodologies of going, right, okay, this is the first step I'm going to take, this is the next step I'm going to take, you, you can have things thrown, spanner in the works, you know, that are not even related to your project. It can just be to do with the tools that you're using on your computer it can suddenly go, oh, yes. I'm not going to work. Or, as happened the other week, I'm going to take the internet down for the entire <laughs> office and you know, I swear down, it literally happened at 11 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> And it wasn't until five o'clock in the afternoon that we figured out it was my Mac that was causing it. Still don't know what caused it. But there are these nuances, and and I suppose, and that's sort of part of it. You know, there is there's this idea that um, I don't know that you know digital skills or digital products should just work. And um, oh, I wish they did. Yeah, and that's not the case. And one example of an implementation is very different to another yeah. example of an implementation. And the two, the two are not necessarily mirrors of each other. They can be very, very different. But I, I on think the surface, they look like mirrors of each other. Yeah, I, I think a really good uh, analogy for this are uh, smartphones. You know, um, you might not agree with me on this because I know that if your thoughts on Apple, but um, <laughs> yeah, effectively. Your your iPhone is, I don't know, a page builder. It just works. It's Shopify. It's flashy. It's shiny. It's not cheap. Mm-hmm. It works. As long as you don't want to go yes. out the boundaries of what it can do, it works. Yes. Yeah. Android is WordPress. Yes. It's for people who want to tweak. It's for people who want to fiddle around with how it works. Yes. I'd say people actually don't need it. It's yeah. actually quite a really good analogy. Actually, most people don't need a WordPress website. They probably don't have a short, so, uh, short stuff website. I, I, just a picture. I don't think they just exist yet, but it just, will. It will. It will one day. Just, just a picture of a website. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> sorry, short stock is um, a stock photography website that a lot of agencies use. All, so, yeah, sorry, inside use, joke yeah. there. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you know, most people would use a Squarespace website. You yeah. get away with it, um, but you know, and. The same thing is as soon as you start screwing around with an Android phone, you're opening yourself up to getting hacked, just like yeah, the WordPress absolutely. website. So it, yeah. it's that type of thing, you know, things just work. Quite often, Android just works. Quite often, more often than not, Android just doesn't work. Doesn't work. Um, yeah, and that's not because of Google. That's because of Samsung wanting to mm. have a million and one different preloaders that are completely redundant. Yes, but anyway, that's, that's a completely different topic of conversation. But the, the point being that, for technology to just work often means that you are accepting limitations in what you can do. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you want it to do these fancy things that you need it to do that, it doesn't out of the box. You're accepting the, the fact that things are going to go wrong. Things are not yeah. going to work. Things are going to cost you more than what even the developer estimated it was going to cost. So Absolutely. it's one of those things. So Estimation in digital worlds is difficult. It's all, it, you know, it, it's always been, it's always been very, very difficult. I think um, I've got always be difficult to be honest. So yeah, I don't think there's any any two ways about it because there's just too many too many nuances. You know, it's it, it can it, it can sort of um, you can't you can't sort of predict everything when it comes to the technical world. Um, one one very last final question that I'm going to ask you. So I think we're both in agreement at that. You know, if you're going to go down the WordPress route, then an expert is required. Um, you're going to need a certain level of knowledge and education. If you don't have that that knowledge and education in in the technologies that you're working with, then something will go wrong, um, and sometimes it can be horrific. Um, so you know, let's say I'm a small business, I'm a startup, I'm looking, um, I, I need this extra level of um, 
functionality in my website that Squarespace or Weebly won't provide me. I'm using those as examples. Um, you know, what what do I need to go? What do I need to have in my head, or what do I need to know um, to go to an agency? And I'm I'm going to say WordPress. I know we discussed this before, and people just say I want a WordPress website. What do you need to go to a, an agency with to be able to say uh, to be able to go to them? I need this website. Um, what what do you need to have sort of pre-planned in your head before you do that? Well, the first thing I say is that you need to have trust. Yes. In the agency, there's a, there's a joke, and you've probably seen it, of you know the the ever increasing um, scale of how much it costs per hour. You know, you want a website that's 100 pounds an hour. You want to, you know, watch me do it. That's 150 pounds an hour. You want know, to, you want to tell me how to do it. That's 200 pounds an hour. Um, you've got to have that trust. You've got to have that level of confidence that that agency can do what you need it to do from yeah. a business perspective. Forget about technology for a minute. You've got to have that confidence that what you are asking them to do is going to have a return on investment. Yeah, I think I'm going, to, I'm going to interrupt here just for a second because I think there's a key point that you just sort of hit on there. If you don't have that trust in the agency to deliver what you've said, two things, uh, and or you don't get something delivered which is your expectations, two things have gone wrong there. One, um, you either haven't had, you have either haven't communicated the what you expect to the agency so they don't know and sometimes that can happen a client can have an expectation in their head and they are unable to communicate that over to um, and sometimes that can be the agency's fault and sometimes that can be the client's fault but that communication has not happened for x y or z reason the other one is is that the other reason could be that you've had too much input so an agency as a master of course will send you progress updates wireframes sitemaps whatever it is uh, during the development process and your input has been so much that you have diluted what the original idea is which could have been much much better but because the understanding is not there it can ruin the project i think um i, I won't go into it because obviously it's far better in visual format but i would definitely link to uh, the oatmeal's how web design goes to help mm comic because mm -hmm. it's such a good example of that <laughs> yeah absolutely right yeah absolutely right but i mean to sort of touch on that i mean i obviously try not to drag it out for too long but um it's my wife's birthday in just over a week as when we're recording this mm -hmm. um and part of that's involved going online and buying things yes um and one of those involved going to a website of a very small jeweler. Are you being hang on, are you being specific, specifically vague here because she is nearby? Or <laughs> I'm just trying to say I'm just I, I think she might have gone upstairs. I'm still going to be very vague because <laughs> I can be quite loud. Um, but yeah, so a certain um, small artisan uh, craft shop who um, basically have a website. Mm. They sell all their stuff through a website, and it's powered by um, Shopify. Mm. And it was a pleasure to yeah. use. It was a real pleasure mm -hmm. to use. Um, it had been tweaked just to make it fit with their branding, yeah. but I knew exactly which theme they'd used. Mm -hmm. um, didn't bother no. me. It looked exactly the same as a lot of other ones, but you know what? It's e-commerce. Mm -hmm. Everything's based on patterns. Yes, absolutely. You know, uh, everything's based on expected patterns. And then there was another national retailer who I, I can mention. Well, I won't mention names because I don't want to get into uh, <laughs> this one. But um, I have pointed out to them on Twitter if you're really that interested to know who it was, who I was basically saying. I, it was like about four or five tweets that their uh, marketing team to basically say, you either need to tell your developers to get this sorted or you need to buy okay. it. Um, because they are genuinely, because they are genuinely costing yeah. them money. Um so this was a website that's based on WordPress and their um, one of their uh, e-commerce extensions called WooCommerce, yes. um, which was actually pretty much just the standard theme wrapped around the header and the footer were different, but again, very, very bog standard mm -hmm. theme. Um, but because whereas Shopify has all this stuff built in as a platform, all these like things, uh, additional bolt-ons, it were things like, you know, sort of automated, address lookup and yes. um you know sort of payment processing mm -hmm. and stuff um and i filled it all in and yeah i got to the point where i went to go and enter my um credit card details and couldn't 
because you couldn't actually enter the form. Which, which by the way, um, when we're talking about an e-commerce website, that's like vital. I mean, really, they should work from that point backwards. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is this is the point. I mean, like you know, the whole point I brought this up is because we're talking about having or trying to put too much input in. Yeah. And um, why I would say when people are looking at setting up an e-commerce shop. First, first thing I say is how much are you turning over? Yeah. If you're not turning over at least ten thousand pounds a month, and I mean that's what you're making, mm-hmm. like selling yeah. in terms of that, then don't even think about having your own shop. Mm-hmm. You know, real unless you're doing something really unique like this person was doing, yeah. it just is not worth the hassle. No. Because the you might money think, and you the, might think of, yeah. Yeah, you might think a website's the expensive part. Yeah. No. With an e-commerce shop, websites are not the expensive no, part. No. The PPC and the, the advertising yeah. can easily be... The fulfillment, the delivery, all that kind of stuff comes in. Even, even that can be quite, you know, pales in comparison to the, you know, between one and £10,000 for a small shop you can be spending uh, a month on PPC. Yeah. You know, for £10,000 revenue, I'd be expecting you'd probably be spending about two thousand pounds on ppc yeah. so you'd be having yeah uh, to get, to know, get that's, return that's on, the on, on the profit go, if you've got a small shop go on amazon go on ebay yes you're gonna get a big chunk taken out of it but guess what it's a smaller chunk than what it'll cost you to run your own yeah. thing but anyway that's that, again digressing slightly the point that i was going to make is you cannot change that checkout process on shopify and the reason for it is because this is a company who provides solutions to retailers who turn over hundreds of yeah. millions of dollars uh-huh. a month, a yeah. month. Um, they are—they literally spend hundreds of thousands of dollars every year on mm-hmm. experts who analyze over data that has cost tens of thousands of pounds a year to mm-hmm. generate to understand what is the optimum process for checkout. Absolutely. And if you suddenly come in and you go, don't oh, like I don't want yeah. the form there, yeah. we're there. Tough. I don't yeah. care. <laughs> you know, I'm not costing yeah. you money. You know, in the same way that the Hippocratic Oath prevents doctors from doing things that kill yes. their patients. I'm not going to do something that's going to yeah. kill your business. No. Exactly. You know, but I mean, that's, that's the point. Like, you know, you've got to have that level of trust and you've got to have that, that sort of confidence that they, they can effectively do what they're going to do. Write things down. Write write yeah. things down. Like questions you have, yeah. or questions you've been asked. Because like I just did, then I completely forgot it was. <laughs> you know, if you suddenly walk out uh, and forget what you were going to ask, yeah. then you know, yeah. Um, have a clear idea of what it is that you want to achieve, and understand how what you need to be able to deliver to them yeah. for them to be able to do their job. Mm-hmm. As you know. As anybody who listens to this, who works in an agency knows, as Josh knows all too well, because we both used to work with Josh as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, you were forever hearing, you know, sort of frustration come out of various people who we used to work with. Um, content and information mm-hmm. is the one thing that blocks a website from being progressed yeah. all the time. Content, Absolutely. images. Yeah. Um, information about what the you basic, want. the basic simple building blocks, which is a kind of is, is a kind of expectation, um, is usually the things that get sort of left and forgotten about. Ban, ban yourself from saying, oh, I don't know, you you figure it out. I'll, you I'll, figure it out. Yeah, I'll know what it is when I see it. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Expect to be taken out the back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I. I yeah, I, if I hear those magic words, that's it. I'm just like, no, sorry, we're, we're going to stop this now until we actually work out exactly what it is that you want because I'm, I'm out of it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I, that that's a that's like quicksand for a project. Yeah. As soon as it gets into that region, that's it. It's it's going to die a very very slow death. And I've known agencies to go out of business because of they've had one or two projects that have been like that that have just sucked up all the revenue. They've done it on a, a project-based pricing. Uh, yes. So basically there's a couple of different ways of, uh, again, let's not get into this too much, but you can pay by the hour or you can pay mm-hmm. a flat fee. And yeah. quite often 
the idea is that a hourly rate places the uh, the risk on the client and mm. a fixed rate places a risk on the agency. I've seen places where agencies got out of business because they took a gamble on something. Yes. The client dragged their feet, didn't pay, mm. and then, you know, agencies exactly. the more, the had... more Yeah, the more time that, that project spends on the on the, the the drafting table, as it were, the more money it takes for the agency to yeah. actually build it. You know, give, you know. give you an idea. It might sound silly, but you know, a up north, this is up north where wages are supposed to be cheaper. Yeah. Um, a junior front end developer can cost you between twenty two to twenty five thousand pounds a year as an agency. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, for more senior people, it costs a lot more. You know, anything up to even like in London, uh, a middleweight developer who's typically going to be the one who's working on your project most of the time can cost anywhere between forty-five to sixty thousand pounds yeah. a year. If they're working on your site for a month mm-hmm. and they're being paid sixty thousand pounds a year, that's you know five thousand pounds. Is that right? Yeah, that's five thousand pounds for their salary alone. That's not even yes. all the other bits and pieces that have to be paid for. Um, yeah, project so, management yeah. and all that kind of stuff. All so you can see how this, why this gets so expensive. Yeah. But the point being that, you know, if, if you're, um, if you go into a project and you don't know what it is that you need or you want, it's going to fail. You know? Yeah. I think is it Sun Tzu who said, um, uh, it's not plan. No, it was an American can I, uh, I don't know, somebody famous at some point in history who is far more intelligent than I am because I can't remember who it was. Once <laughs> says something along the lines of, I'm going to paraphrase, um, fail to plan, plan to fail. Yeah. Um, something along those lines. Anyway, yeah. I'm pretty sure I heard on a civilization game at some point. Anyway, it's usually where those historical tidbits come from. Greatest, um, greatest game on earth, by the way. Just it point it out. is, yeah. Again, yeah. don't play it because it's another time sim. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wait, it's a whole don't expect your called... business to do well, yeah. <laughs> it's a bit like board games where it's turn-based. Yeah. And there's that method that is, I think, of one more turn, one more turn. <laughs> Just one more Wait a second. That was 8 yeah. o'clock. It's yeah. now 2 o'clock in the morning. It's now 4 a.m. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, you know, that again, that's, you know, sort of, it, it's, the, the point is very much that if you don't have a clear idea of what it is that you want, mm-hmm. agencies aren't psychic. Yeah. Because if they were, they'd be charging a hell of a lot more than yeah, what they exactly. do. Because they'd know the balance that you've got in your account for one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, that'd <laughs> be like the most Yeah. I know how much you're willing to pay. <laughs> yeah. Um, they're not psychic. They can't read your brain. And, uh, and as much as they have, a wealth of knowledge in terms of, you know, what similar projects required. They don't know what you require. Mm-hmm. You, even if they worked with your competitor in the past, um, they do not necessarily know how you do business and how your process is different. Even then, technically, they can't rely on saying, oh, yeah, this is how so-and-so do it because that is a breach of trust, yeah. you know. Um, so, yeah, I mean... The answer to that question in short is know what you actually want. Yeah. And don't turn around to people and say, oh, I don't know, you, you decide. I did. Uh, yeah. I, I have a rule of thumb, which is, um, you know, always go in, always go in with a sort of three objectives that you want, that you want the site to come out with. Uh, and if you do have that level and degree of trust in the agency, then if you've got those three objectives, then the rest can sort of come from that and you can, you know, as long as the top level goals and objectives are met, the rest is, the rest is just the team being able to build what they believe is actually going to be the best route in which to meet those objectives. So you can't really go wrong, but you're right in terms of having to know exactly what is going to be required in terms of to make that project go forward, content, images, video, whatever that may be, is is absolutely key as well. Um Ben, I'm gonna I'm gonna wrap you up, but before I do, I just want you to um just tell everybody where they can find you uh, on social media um, or anywhere else and um yeah just tell uh, tell everyone where they can find you. Uh, yeah, probably easiest place to find me is on Twitter, uh, where I am front end Ben, as in front end web development. Not, not that that's why I only do these days, but yeah, anyway, front end Ben, all mm-hmm. one word. Um,
So thank you to Ben Furphy there for coming and joining me on the Digital Marketing Podcast to talk about WordPress. I hope you found it interesting. I know we had a very, very long conversation, but it's such a crucial part of um, certainly businesses who want websites, any kind of digital presence. WordPress is that mainstay um sort of platform that people turn to and I think the important point that we wanted to get across was is it really necessary is WordPress that go-to um, go-to platform that you have to go to and I think I think we both came to the conclusion that it's it's not necessarily has to be that way and it doesn't have to necessarily be WordPress and you know certainly the web-based platforms um, have got a lot to say for themselves nowadays than perhaps they used to but um there isn't really something out there that allows anybody with a certain degree of knowledge in you know web development not even web development but just the internet and how to use tools and software and things like that that allows them to just go on there build their website and um create a website and start adding content um and their own things and flourishes to it. There isn't another software or platform out there. Certainly not one that I've seen or come across. However, perhaps that is a conversation for another day. If you do know one, then I know how you can get in touch. You can email me at tom at digitalmarketingpunk.co.uk um, or you can go on LinkedIn, find me Thomas Marriott and send me a message. If you do want to get in contact with me or the show, uh, you can go and find me on Twitter, digital underscore punk, uh, or you can go to Facebook at digital marketing punk as well. And there are all the places in which you can find me. I hope you will join me next time around when I have another Josh, our second Josh on the, uh, on the show. Uh, this time all the way from Canada, uh, Josh uh, Dakar is talking with me all about Shopify. Now, if you don't know what Shopify is, um, Shopify is an e-commerce platform and it's a very popular e-commerce platform at the moment, but it's in a very, um, you know, drowned out sort of environment. There are a lot of other e-commerce platforms out there, um, which is very different to WordPress, I suppose, whereas, you know, there's only that one surefire thing that everyone goes to, and that's WordPress. With e-commerce platforms, it's very, very different. You've got Magento, you've got PrestaShop, you've got OpenCart, you've got Shopify, or if you have just want to sell stuff, you've got marketplaces like Etsy or just Amazon itself or eBay. So it's more of a saturated kind of environment. So really interesting conversation that I'll be having with Josh all about Shopify. Um, so I hope you'll join me next time around. Thank you very much for listening, and I'll see you then.